You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. Welcome to episode 74 of Blue Yonder. My name is Jim Jones. And I'm A. Ron Hubbard. And of course, we have an awesome show. Uh, not just because A. Ron and I are here, but also because we have a very special guest back in the house. Uh, Michael Madbrew Brewer is with us today. Hello. Yeah, we promised to have him back for Gen Con. We and did? Gen Con's next week, so what the hell. <laughs> so it's <laughs> now or never. Any, any longer. We were going to do the post Gen Con episode with him where we tell you what to do at Gen Con. Right after Gen Con. Right. But we decided that was probably how to have the best idea. 2011 Gen Con the week after. <laughs> yeah. That's how yeah. I feel every fucking year, actually. What? Like, I, f- I, uh, I know how to have a better Gen Con next year. Every Gen Con I've ever oh, been yeah, to, yeah. I'm thinking, ah, I now have it figured out. And I thought that, that last year I was going to be able to put it in place, and I ended up spending the whole time playing Axis and Allies. And now this year I don't have, <laughs> I don't really have a plan at all. Like I'm just kind of gonna go and make it low key and play a lot of games and yeah, I don't know what to expect at all. This will be my first Gen Con, so I'm looking forward to asking you a whole bunch of questions about this thing. Yeah, enough of this circle jerking. Do you want to go right into Gen Con, or do you want to have Michael entertain us with a story from the service? Oh, I feel like we need some some music for for Michael's story time. No, no, I don't have that ready. I don't, hear, right. I don't have any. You don't have the Marine hymn, the Marine Corps hymn from the Halls of Montezuma. We'll edit it in in the background later. Yeah, yeah. To the shores of Tripoli. So, what do you got for us this week? All right. Well, I think you know. I'll continue this theme. I know it, it's it's crossed a couple of podcast episodes mm-hmm. uh, concerning you know the male privilege, white privilege, whatever. Right. Last, I think the last cast, um, you guys talked about how kind of some standards in professions have been lowered to allow more females to participate, such as the firemen, you know, before, you know, the requirements were one guy had to, one one man had to carry a fire hose, but now it's two people have to be able to carry a fire hose. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's a similar... We're going back to the gender privilege well again. Yeah. Into the breach once more. (laughs) So uh, this kind of gives some background on on my story, which doesn't necessarily focus on privilege, but it has a female involved. (laughs) Anyways, you'll see the connection. You'll see the connection when I tell it. But uh, So anyways, in the Marine Corps, there's different standards for male and female and also for age. So, Mm -hmm. And when I talk about standards, we're talking about like physical fitness tests. So if you're if you're a male age 18 to 24, you have to complete the three-mile run in at least 24 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before you fail it. And, uh, you know, you have to get at least three. That's hoofing at a pretty good clip. So you can, I can walk it. That's the, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> wow. your power walk. Or at least I did walk it, which actually plays in part of the story. So, I mean, yeah. But, you know, as you age, they kind of increase, like, you know, 24 to 28. Mm-hmm. It's like they give you an extra two minutes, and then hmm. each age range, uh, you know, the keeping. I think the max is, like, 32 minutes when you're fucking 90. 
old, right? <laughs> Clint Eastwood old. Yeah. Like 36 or older or something like that, or in your 40s. Well, anyways, uh, part of the male requirements for a physical fitness test, you have to do dead hang pull-ups. And what a dead hang pull-up is, for those listeners that are not aware, is that you cannot kip, which means you cannot use the motion of your rocking body mm. to pull yourself up over the bar. The, mm. the gotcha. Yeah. So you actually have to come down and do it's like dead hang. So you come straight down, no motion, and you go straight back up. And how many <laughs> of those you have to do to pass? You only have to do three to pass, and I mean, there's minimum. You also have to do crunches. When I went in, those sit ups, and then mm-hmm. as I went out, they started doing crunches. Mm-hmm. I think you had to do mm-hmm. a, minimum, a minimum of uh, I want to say twenty sit ups. But the problem is, if you do the minimum in all three, you'll fail fail the total test. Uh, hmm. Okay. So you there's a minimum score, right? There's a minimum and... score in a lot of things. Okay. Maybe twenty short. I feel like this has got to be like low max, because max... I could pass this thing and Wait, I am not it... in shape. <laughs> there was a lot of people that weren't in shape. Really? Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, but they give you like what's boot camp for Marines like sixteen weeks or twelve? Thirteen. Thirteen weeks. It's the longest of all the services. Right. Army, Navy's eight, and Air Force is six. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, but uh, that's for men. Women, on the other hand, at least when I was in, and only for the Marine Corps, it's the only thing I can speak about, instead of doing dead hang pull-ups, they had to hang hang on the chin-up bar with the mm-hmm. bar underneath their chin mm-hmm. for, like, they got points for however many minutes they lasted. Hmm. It's pretty fucking hmm. weak, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess this is kind of a problem I have. I have no problem giving... You know, treating women equally, but you need to treat them equally, as in you expect the same. So you're saying shit. that, like, if you got like a Vasquez style space marine from Alien Aliens that can pump out the you know as many pull ups as the or more, yeah, or more than yeah, okay, Fuck yeah, rock yeah, on. She can be in you. You can she Lock can and share. Load. She can share your barrack space that's, with you. That's correct. All right. Um, and another thing is in the marine, you know, they can't be in combat units either. But I guess maybe that's a trade off. I don't know. So, anyways, this is that's the background of the story. Um, you know, we want females to be a part of things, but yet we don't require the same minimum effort right, right. from females. So the, <clears throat> that's the background of the story. Anyways, uh, we were doing a physical fitness test. It was the last physical fitness test I took while I was in in the Marine Corps, and this happened to be post nine eleven. It'd probably be October or November. Mm-hmm. Of 2001. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And uh, I'd already cranked out my chin-ups and my crunches at the time. I maxed out the crunches. It was 100 crunches to get max points. Hmm. And I th- believe I did 16 dead hangs. Nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I couldn't even. I don't know if I could do I can't two. Do, I, I, I can do <laughs> or one right now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was pretty, pretty damn good there. But... Before about a month before this had happened, I had sustained sustained a, an injury where, in the line of duty, actually you got your ass ran over. I, I got my ass ran over, which is another story. <laughs> Just so anyways, your ass ran over. Well, my knee in oh, particular. Okay. My knee in particular <laughs> is foobar. Yeah. So when it came to the run part, I wasn't exactly one hundred percent, and I started out running, mm-hmm. but then I ended up uh, probably. <laughs> wasn't very far in a thousand meters into it mm-hmm. i probably just stopped and started walking mm-hmm. now this is where you know like all the gun ho fucking upper echelon you know people who are higher ranked than me well, i was a corporal at the time so you know like your staff sergeants and your mm-hmm. gunnies and the fucking lieutenant 
and shit like that come through and they, they start, you know, after they've completed their run because, you know, they're badass and, you know, they're at 100% max health, mm-hmm. they come back and they try to encourage the stragglers. <laughs> So, you know, they're running around. They're running with you. They're like, come on, Marine, you can do it. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I appreciate the help, but, you know, it's I'm not going to go any faster, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening. I appreciate your concern. but So I finished, and I finished within the 24 minutes. I think I actually rolled in 23, like 10, 23, 10. Mm-hmm. So I had like 50 mm-hmm. seconds left. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty damn good for walking most of it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Should have turned around and moonwalked <laughs> over the finish line. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, that's when I get this butter bar come up and start like laying. What the hell's in. a butter bar? Butter bar is a second lieutenant, which is the very base officer rank you can be. Is that because they just have a single gold bar? Yes. Ah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so they're the officer equi- equivalent of a boot, which okay. is someone fresh out of boot camp. Okay. So it'd be like, they they have officer candidate school, so it'd be like a candidate, a fresh candidate mm-hmm. <clears throat> who happened to be female. And she comes up, and she Was is... she a butter face, too? <laughs> She'll butter oh everything. There's, yeah. And nothing. there go the female listener. Butter yeah. butter. Yeah. No, she wasn't even a butter face. She didn't, she didn't qualify for that, either. And she starts hammering me on how I set a bad example, because I was a corporal, right? So I'm a non-commissioned officer. Okay. How I set a bad example for all the younger... The younger Marines around me that, you know, I gave up so early. And I was like, you, you, <laughs> you were here a month ago, right? And you remember the whole incident where I got ran over and there's shots fired. And you, you remember that, right? She's like, yeah, I remember. I was like, <laughs> well, my knee is not, you know, it's not 100%. She's like, well, maybe you should have, um, you know, basically what she was, I can't, I can't remember the word that she used, but, you know, basically you I should have went, no, went to sick bay <laughs> and got a, had an evaluation done and then got, you know, some kind of voucher to get out of it. I was like, well, I don't mind doing it. Right. You know, it's, doing it's not a problem. I'm just not going to injure myself further just right. to inspire the fucking people below me. Right. right? And well, getting a permission slip to get out of it inspire them? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what she was thinking, but right. she continued to hammer on me about how I need to set an example for the people underneath me. Uh-huh. And I was like, look, I was like, how many dead hangs did you do? Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. do any dead hangs. I was like, well, fucking there you go. Maybe you should start setting a goddamn example for you. <laughs> I was like, because I did 16 of them. I was like, can you get up there and do 16 of them? Uh-huh. And she just looks at me. I was like, I probably, I don't think so, Lieutenant. I was like, I don't think you could probably do one. Uh-huh. I was like, how many minutes did you hang there by your chinny-chin-chin? Chin? I was like, did you get 30 <laughs> seconds in there? Uh-huh. And she blanched. She couldn't believe. And she, you know, of course, I got this whole, I'm a lieutenant and you will you know, uh, address me as such, at, you know, with the respect due my rank. And I was like, well, I've got news for you. I've been doing this gig for almost four years. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't respect the rank. I respect the person filling the rank. And I, frankly, you don't have much to respect. <laughs> so why don't you take a fucking hike and go break somebody who gives a goddamn. Yeah? Yeah. So, which, of course turned into a visit with the top, which is, he's a master sergeant, mm-hmm. which is, you know, like an E8, E9, up there. It's been a while since I've had to deal with ranks. But yeah, you know, he, he's the company top, and I had to um, spend some time with him where he uh, 
recommended that for the remainder of my time, which was only like a month, uh-huh. that I do not piss off any more lieutenants. Because <laughs> uh-huh. that wasn't the first time. Yeah. And it wasn't the last. <laughs> oh, was it? No. Not, you didn't make the month out? <laughs> no. It, of course, it was a different unit by that point. Um, I had gone back to my original unit because this was when I was uh, a range coach, marksmanship instructor at a rifle range. As, which is the whole reason I, I was even around a f- female Marine in, you know, during work. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, she didn't like it very much. No, in fact, the, the next uh, confrontation was with that same female officer. Really? You couldn't really. just stay away from her? No, uh, <clears throat> came out, hey, at the end of every, at the way most units work, at the end of your work day, mm-hmm. I mean... When I was in the infantry, there was no such thing as a work day. It was like 24. It never ended. Mm-hmm. So it began at midnight, ended at midnight. <laughs> uh, but it, with some of these units, you, you know, you had like a work day, and at the end of your work day, you'd be up in formation and they'd dismiss you. Mm-hmm. And then usually you because that's at the company level, and you'd break down into your platoons, and then that person would just debrief you and then dismiss you, and then maybe even you'd, you'd go to squad level after that. It's like a you know, dog and pony show. Well, after we were dismissed at the company level, everybody got into their respective platoons, which were really, there's groups for, there's a platoon for each range. You had Alpha, Bravo, Charlie range. And then, you know, so we're there with the staff sergeant. Staff sergeant is like, you know, uh, this is what we have coming up. You know, next week we're going to have this happening and we're going to have this many Marines and we're going to be doing this type of qualification, you know, whatever we did there at the range. And I happened to notice that this female officer was sitting on my car. God. <laughs> and oh, no. uh, I'm a car guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you may be familiar with, with the Eclipse that uh-huh, I have. Sure. Well, I had a red version of that before I had the silver one. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> it was a convertible spider mm-hmm. 90s late 90s eclipse oh yeah and so it was pretty nice i mean it was mm-hmm. you know, i love that car and i love the one i have now too except for now it's turbo which is even better yeah <laughs> but she is sitting like right on what would be considered the back bumper even though there's really no bumper there it's just right. you know like a bulge uh-huh. she's like just sitting on the son of a bitch like it's hers right and uh, uh, the staff sergeant, my staff sergeant's, you know, talking, and I was like, "Excuse me, staff sergeant, I got to go deal with something." <laughs> so I march across there, and I can remember seeing the look. I, I've there's this buddy of mine. Um, we, we're still in contact. His name's Tyler. Uh, he was in her platoon, and he had this shit-eating grin on him on his face because he knew what the fuck the problem was. He right. knew as soon as she sat down on it, he was waiting for me to look over there and see it. Uh-huh. He's just smiling like, "Yeah, I know what's coming up." I come over there and I was like, excuse me, Lieutenant, you need to get your ass off my car. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she didn't even like move. She just looked at me. I was like, I was like, you need your get- ass, my car. <laughs> yeah, off. you need to get the fuck off my car. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I'm not hurting it. And I was like, I don't give a shit if you're hurting it or not. Right. I was like, I was like, remember our conversation about respect? Mm-hmm. I was like, how can I respect somebody who doesn't fucking respect somebody else's property? I was right, like, yeah. is this your goddamn car? Right. Yeah. She's like, no. I was like, where is your goddamn car? And she points over and it's like this fucking ancient 
like probably the first generation Dodge Dakota. Uh-huh. The paint had all peeled off. It was like bare metal. Uh-huh. Fucking pieces. Like it had four different sizes of tires on it. You know, I'm uh-huh. like, oh, now I see where you're coming from with the vehicles. I was like, obviously you don't take care of your fucking thing. Right. I was like, so you got to spread the fucking hate. Yeah. I was like. I was like, don't. I was like, you're gonna, my car's going to catch a goddamn disease from your ass sitting on it. I was like, it's going to end up looking like your fucking thing. Uh-huh. And she finally stood up, and she was like, Jesus Christ. Rah, rah, rah. You know, I was like, no. I was like, Jesus Christ doesn't have anything to do with it. I was like, Jesus Christ followers would have fucking known to stay the fuck off my car. <laughs> I was like, it's. I was like, this is unacceptable. Wow. Yeah, so I had another. Um, Jesus wasn't a, a Honda man anyway. He wouldn't have fucked. He'd, he'd have rubbed his ass Mitsubishi. all over your Eclipse, yeah. man. Yeah, he, 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 he doesn't like man. Mitsubishi at all. Yeah. I would have crucified him twice. <laughs> the Bible clearly says that he and the apostles were always in one accord. So <laughs> that's scripture. Wow, oh, wow. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, no, she's like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't fucking believe it. It's just like seriously, you need to get the fuck off the car. So okay. we had the fun time story session. Time to talk Gen Con. Let's do it. Now I've been to three. This will be my third Gen Con, and my partner Jim here has been to zero Gen Cons. I've tried so. to get him to go the last two years, and and I don't know why. It's it's like one one time you're not in the state, and last year you just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Eh. And you've been to like six, eight, seven, eight, eight, eight. Eight. Wow. Whoa. Is that right? It started. It came here in two thousand three. Right. So yeah, every year hmm. since. So I'm like the dabbler, he's the neophyte, and Michael the here veteran. is the grizzled veteran. <laughs> of course, I mean, there's people that have attended far longer than me. Well, mm-hmm. sure, this thing's been going on since the 80s, right? years, something, you know, 30-some years. Actually, yeah, it's it's this is, I believe last year, or the year before, was the 30th year of Gen Con. Now, were you, did you go, when it first came to Indianapolis, did you go to the first one? Yes. Okay. See, I heard about it, but I was I was married to a shrew who did not like to see me have fun, so I I always got denied to go to those weird nerd events. That's but, a shame. Uh, yeah, it really is. Oh, I've even got a dice collection that says I've been there almost every time. Oh yeah, they do give a, a D twenty of the, the, the custom year and everyone the gift bags. The crystal cast. Yeah, you have to like get it twisted so like one of the. Yeah, I'm trying to line collection. it with the foot. Yeah. Get the foot lined up. Yeah, it's oh. key. But the boom mic does. And also, it needs to be you know like up so it's not so. Right. The other thing is these guys like him. That's Peter's mic stand. They always like extend. I, I like to keep my boom short. They like to have their boom long. Yeah, I, I like a nice long boom. That's that's it's top heavy then. Yeah, it is. I don't mind it. I like top hey, heavy. Anyone that says any more than five inches of boom is kidding themselves. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're trying to overcompensate. <laughs> so. Uh, mm. So anyway, um, what do you think, not having been to any Gen Con, what's your impression of it? Because you've heard me talk about it. Uh, my impression is that it's one of the nerdier conventions. One, okay. one of the um, one of the ones that you kind of have to be hardcore to go to. Like on a scale of, uh, you know, a Star Trek convention oh, no, to, 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 to like the vivid porn convention. <laughs> From nerd to non-nerd, where do you think Gen Con is? Uh, like a five, a three? Oh, a number rating? Yeah. I'd say... Is Star Trek a If one? Star Trek is a yes. one, I'd say this is a three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. That's if PAX is like five. 
It's now, like Pax neutral. is like a six or seven. Oh, wow. Really leaning towards the... Because, I mean, the, you can get fucking nerdier, right? You can go to anime conventions where it's fucking nerd central. Like, uh, all you got is Like Sakura Otaku. Kind of something like that. There. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's... Ner- but I don't know if it's nerdier in a way than Star Trek. No, not than Star Trek. No. But okay. nerdier than Gen Con, for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. So, like, Sakura Con would be like a two. Sure. All right. So, what do you think of that? I, I mean, I, I I think that's pretty. I think fair. that's probably a fair. Yeah, that'd probably be a fair. <laughs> okay, that's a fair scale. I think we talked a little bit about why that is because the RPG and the tabletop crowd does tend to bring a little bit more of the hardcore. Well, yeah, I think yeah. the more focused the convention is, uh-huh. then probably the more nerdier it's going to be. Right. So yeah, you know, like Dragon Con. If you're familiar with Dragon Con, where is Dragon Con? Atlanta, Georgia, I believe. Okay, because some, I just a friend of mine just texted me said they're heading down for that. Yeah, uh, you know, like Dragon Con, which is more like a general science fiction fantasy. Uh-huh. It's not mm-hmm. focused on games, or there's gaming's there. You know, there's gaming there. Sure, probably would fall in between Gen Con and PAX. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, that's probably a fair designation. It seems to me, just browsing the site, that unless you are willing to spend money on event tickets, there's not a whole lot to do for the duration of the four uh, days. I would say that's baloney. Is so, that? Okay. Well, that's so the impression here, I got browsing. Yeah, the the, that is, I mean, the scheduled events, mm-hmm. you, you're going to need to spend money on. So, on top of your 80 plus dollar On ticket. top of the 68 or pre-register or 78 on-site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or free if you're a media <laughs> badge holder like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of the... Because, you know, a lot of people, I imagine they pay for space to run the games, and so you need to mm-hmm. kind of compensate them for being there. Gotcha. Um, however, in the exhibit, don't let the exhibit hall fool, fool you. There's tons of demos and gaming in there. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're like, well, I've never played Arkham Horror, so let's go to the Fantasy Flight Games section, which is huge. They have mm-hmm. a huge thing, and they're board games, right, mm-hmm. most, uh-huh. for the most part. Or, like, these kind of semi-crossover RPG things, like mm-hmm. the Warhammer Fantasy box mm-hmm. set, mm-hmm. which is very board game but it's still a role-playing game. And you can do demos there. Like, I, I remember when uh, Ms. Marvel was there for the live Hero Clicks demonstration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they had, like, kids rolling giant dice and had, like, the heroes going at each other. Oh, yeah, like live action live, on the board. Yeah, yeah. it was like there was a live live demo as in the people <laughs> were substituted for the figurines. They yeah. also had a cool one the, the year that Peter and I went where they had a uh, life-size Magic the Gathering where they picked two people from the audience to be the duelers, mm-hmm. and then uh, the people from the audience would have these, like, man-sized cards so, like, if your black zombie or black skeleton attacked, the person who's black skeleton actually go forward, and, and then they tap and do... It, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So there's a lot to do on the exhibit hall. Of course, I mean, there may be a lot of late waiting around, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of exhibitors that go there to show their games off that don't have a lot of people there because they're new or obscure games, and that's mm-hmm. a great way to find, you know, like, some up and come emerging games or things you've never even heard of. If you If you're walking through the... The dealers, I call it the dealers hall a lot, but the exhibit hall. Right. And someone asks you, asks to demo a game for you, I would, uh, my recommendation is always say yes. Mm-hmm. Because okay. you'll, 
because first of all, there's somebody there that's wanting to do something. Because right. you know, it's not like somebody's just sitting there waiting for you to come up to them. I mean, they're they're proactive, so that means they probably have some energy, and it'll be fun and entertaining for the most part. Usually, that's what what I find. But I'm excited now because I've had this board game renaissance, and I just was like, did not stop and look at any of that stuff before. Um, and now I'm going to like just I'm going to work my way through the expo hall, and I want to play like all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, get get really steeped into that and Lego. Lego's going to have a huge showing this year. Lego had a pretty good booth last year. Because they got all those games. Lego games. They got a bunch of board games. Like the Pictionary with Legos sort of thing. But they also have like Battle of the Minotaur. Yeah, like my daughter picked out this Pirates game. Yeah. Where it's like you build the set and then you... uh, It's like a puzzle game. You have to... You have a Everybody... Every player has a a treasure chest Mm -hmm. with gems in it. Mm -hmm. And you got to guess... The colored gems and the order it's in. Hmm. And you can, like, okay. you can expand it with other Lego pieces, mm-hmm. and you can, like, expand these games. It's, just, it's actually That's pretty good. That's the kind of cool thing about the games, because they all have, like, a, a modular basis to where you can mix and match them. And they have those really cool Lego dice. Mm-hmm. I kind yes. of want to buy one of the Lego board games just so I can get a, a Lego die. Hmm. It's fun. They're, they're fun. Um, I think, you know, it's... It has the fun of the the tangible fun of actually building yeah, the yeah. game board. Uh-huh. Sure, absolutely. And then the actual games are actually you know the games are fun too as well. Hmm. So right. it's not just like they're not just trying to. I don't think they're just cashing in on the Lego commodity. Yeah, you know, putting they've actually put some design and some thought behind their games. Yourself, right. also check that out. So I'm on a I'm on a fence about whether whether to get Jim to play True Dungeon or not. If you never, if you want, if you want Jim to I'm never, never play a fantasy role playing game again, <laughs> then take him to True Dungeon. Now, now, of course, all the True Dungeoners out there are going to hate me, but <laughs> well, it's very expensive. First of all, it's it very, very expensive. expensive. It's thirty eight dollars. No, I'm out already. Done yeah. for two. It's a thirty eight dollars powers my entire gaming experience. Really, beyond right. you know, that's less money than I spent last year for sure. And, and to actually get anywhere, you actually have to invest in these tokens. They're that wooden tokens ex- that are wait 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 that count so, that count as equipment. So it cost me money to get into this event on top of my exhibit hall ticket. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, so I'm, all, I'm already up to about a hundred dollars here. Yeah. And then they're oh, going to yeah. charge me for the in-game equipment. Well, you get a free bag with the random ticket. stuff, but you need to actually to to be competitive and to you be able to, to do stuff. stuff. It's you really microtransactions. Need to buy stuff. Yes. Yeah. And oh, like man. people eBay this shit for exorbitant sums. Like, what's too. a rare item of a year worth usually? Like uh, you can probably. I think I've seen stuff going on eBay for like three hundred dollars. Oh. Wow! Like one year, uh, what was it? Two thousand for this little plastic token as a symbol of a shield, or at least mine are wood. Oh, mine are mine are like ABS plastic, and they made them in bronze, silver, and gold. They got cheap. They got cheap on you. No, I've got the Ring of Evasion. Yeah, which was the rare, uber rare. It's purple, which I get it was all color coded at one time. So the purple is like the uber rare one. They only give out like two or three or four or something like that. But it allows you to basically once per game allows you to escape damage. Gotcha. So you're like, gotcha. ah, the big lich smashes me with these whatever, so fuck you. I got the ring of evasion. Right. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much wait until you're going to die to use that, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's a shrewd When thing. the damage just kills mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And I, I, I would... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I think that I didn't have a good time. But it's because I went with Peter and his co- and his cousin Ace Jace, 
and we had four other guys that we didn't know. And they those guys were divided into a group of two friends and a group of two friends. Mm-hmm. So every single time there was a major decision to make, there was like this three way battle about well we should do this we and every guy got pissy well, and the the same rules that apply to having fun with other games apply to this yes. game too. So yeah. so I kind of think it would be fun if you got six friends that were into this and committed and would would go there but I can't get around the fact that you're dropping $300 to have that experience combined for all of you. Yeah. Hmm. I, I like you have, have much friends, more fun going to play paintball. I have friends that uh like that's all they do the whole fucking gym like Oh, I could see that. Like dropping, like you just, you just, just like you're going on a Vegas vacation. I'm going to go and spend the thousand dollars. The sets are kind of the sets are usually pretty cool. Yes, the sets are cool. And like um, the one that I went to, they had some really cool practical effects where they had this like some two way mirrors and some gauze and f- f- uh, fog where they pulled off a pretty convincing floating ghost <laughs> right there in front of my eyes. And I was like, wow, I was dead at this point. Yeah, it, <laughs> when it, we it, made it to the Lich King, you, I was dead. I think and, it has some of the same appeal as like a really well done haunted. Oh house. yeah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, but they have like yeah. animatronic dragon and a snake. Yeah. I mean, they got some pretty. And, if if you want to just get a feel for it, I believe that they have the tavern, the True Dungeon Tavern, yes. which you anyone can go in there. Just free. yeah, yeah, okay. you just go in there. And I think you can order drinks, which cost money. <laughs> right, sure. Right. Yeah. The other appeal to it is there are some good looking women that volunteer to wear skimpy like nymph costumes. Good looking women are everywhere. Yeah, but you, don't you, need to go, you don't need to go to a true dungeon event to find good-looking women. Sure, sure. But it's... it's <laughs> I shut that down. You always down. go to the classy <laughs> chassis. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, if you had, like, a, you know, an, an, an Asian wood elf nymph fetish, you might be able to get that particular one stroked if you go to the true dungeon. Okay, sure. So I'll call you my lord, the, you know, the the add a little spice for, to For the only burrito. 38 bucks, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cheaper than two lap dances. <laughs> yeah, but if you get in there and you get with a group that sucks, eh, you're just going to have an awful time. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is, I've noticed that the quality of the DMs, like some DMs didn't give a fuck. Mm. And well, some DMs were really into it and made the experience Yeah, if you get cool. it like a first or second round, you're probably better off, but, you know, Late Saturday, it may not be because that DMs already ran it how many times? Yeah, but I'm uh, saying yeah. that everyone in fuckers paid forty dollars. You better bring it. Yeah, yeah, like if I go see you as a comic and it's the 199th show on that tour, you better bring the thunder. Yeah, but these just are as not well professionals. Well, there's no professional true dungeon circuit. Uh, when you're charging forty bucks, that's pretty professional. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> why don't they, you know, why I, don't they I'm take just saying. Pro? There's no other where. There's no other. There's no place where they can practice this. It happens once a year at fucking Gen Con. They yeah. should take it pro, man. I understand. They go on tour with it. Like if they did get messed up lines and did this, but did not bring energy and enthusiasm, or like to be leaning up against the, you know, altar of despair, like co- cocked up with one leg. You know, it's like, no, come on, man. And you're the kill- dragon bites your head. Yeah, off. you're killing you're my dead. suspension of disbelief. <laughs> it's like I bet if Will Wheaton were fucking here, you'd be like, you know. <laughs> Will Wheaton fleece your day? We're yeah, going through right. the epic campaign, you you know, because that was the big. So are you telling hey, me that Ben Stein runs this event? Is that what you're saying? Yes, some of the DMs are Ben Stein. Bueller, <laughs> right? Anyway, so True Dungeon? No, you're not going to do True Dungeon. No, fuck no, no. Not for, 40 for forty bucks, bucks. no way. For I'll 20, go to the tavern for twenty eight bucks. How how are you going to get the discount? They have, have they have a true grind. True, oh, and, it's a grind, all right. The other thing yes. is some of the older True Dungeons they do for cheap too. Like, if you played a true dungeon from three years ago, 
they discount that because what? yeah, like because everybody already they knows because there's a puzzle up. to solve at the end of it. Yes, so part of okay. it is being able to solve. Like I got through this. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I mean that's part of you know if you're into solving because they're actually ta- t- usually tangible puzzles. Yes, I, I was it's not say, like that sounds it's not like you roll a die at the table and you're like I solved the puzzle. No, yeah, you actually yeah. have to solve the puzzle. Right, that sounds more interesting to and, me. But you know, a lot of the combat is done by a shuffleboard. Yeah, so you that's play lame. shuffleboard. Yeah, yeah, that's lame. Okay, it's kind of like a. That's weird. It's 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 cutting the difference between a total random, mm-hmm. no no physical skill involved with a die roll sure. to you know actually beating on somebody with a sword. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. they're practical things too. Like there was locks if you were a thief that you could pick, and you did it by there was like um, you had like this metal like little little lock picking rod that you had to navigate through this like. Uh, uh, intricate path yeah, that was yeah. lined in different metal connectors, and if you touch the side, like operation, it would go, it would go like, and that exploded the trap. Yeah. So you know, but there's a bonus for trying to pick the lock or explode, you know, or or, or beat, you know, beat the trap. So, um, so there's a lot of practical. The, my favorite one was there was this like bolt, this, this bubbling cauldron, um, and you had to make several attempts at um, trying to solve something. There's a puzzle that was hanging above it. And uh, they said that, like, you know, if you got it right, that, like, you, your soul could be sucked out. Well, if you got, like, so, one of them wrong. If you got it right, your soul would be sucked out? No, if out? you got it wrong. Oh, so, okay. like, as you like, made an fuck, you had to make like an attempt. and you actually, lose. You actually <laughs> had to reach out and do something with that object. And if you got it wrong, this hand, this clawed hand, that there was a person's hand under the table, mm. would come out and grab you. <laughs> And then the DM, and that was fucking awesome because the first, I think, I wasn't yeah. the first guy to go, but the first guy to go, like, almost shit his pants. Yeah. Could you hear that screams thing? coming from that room? No, because that's the other thing. They really, like, there's, in between each room, there's a person that's moving the plot along, basically. Mm-hmm. But they're also making sure you don't see or hear anything that goes on. Huh. And as soon as the other party moves from that part of the dungeon and continues, then yeah. they'll open the door and let you into the next phase. Okay. But yeah, I didn't hear. It, it, I can't. It, I, I think it could be really fun, but again, you'd you, you'd have to control the comp- composition of your group. And Damn. to do that, yeah, yeah. to do that, you actually need to purchase the tickets when event registration opens because they get. Sold How is this out. looking? There's 35 mm. pages of true dungeon events, they get and the majority of the them hour. are sold out. Like I think they wow. get sold out in within minutes. That's it's the most popular thousands event. dollars, man. That's, yeah. Oh, they, they yeah, they must be raking it in. Telling you, go pro, take that on tour. Uh, they, I, I may be wrong. They may actually do this at other places, but I don't think they do. I think it's only Gen Con. Hmm. The other thing I wanted to pimp before we got uh, back into the other cool stuff is that the uh, they're pro- throwing on a concert on Saturday night, starting at eight, hmm. um, and the Proto Man will be playing. I think they take the stage around ten. And if you've never seen a Proto Man. There's a whole bunch of other Mega Man rock bands that are there, there too, and chiptune artists. But if you haven't ever seen the Proto Man, you owe it to yourself to get down there. It's going to be at somewhere in the Circle Center Mall, I guess, and it's sixteen mm. bucks all ages show. You really owe yourself to see the Proto Man if you if you never have. See, I think my plan for that is they're legitimately be, awesome. Since I've never been to Gen Con, I'll skip the Proto. It's Man. at the Tilt. Yes, and see them at, at the Pax, Tilt. That's right. Which I think is the game complex at the very top. Are they playing at Pax? Uh, yeah. I assume they are. Honestly, I've Maybe seen them twice in the last this year, yeah. so I I probably miss it too because we're going to be at the Wear Cabbage event, which is also on. Saturday oh, at the same night. time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm oh, definitely going to okay. miss it. Yeah, yeah. But if you again, if, if you don't have anything else to do, you haven't got tickets into White Wolf Party, then uh, head check out the concerts. So, what other high points are you looking forward to? Because is, I, is there I anything here, that's I do not totally. miss? I don't think there's anything that's do not miss unless you are a fanboy of a specific. Okay. Something or other. Sure. 
So it, I know Wizards of the Coast is demoing their – they have a new uh, game store initiative, you know, like a public play initiative at, at game stores called Layer Assault. Hmm. And I know that uh, if you have access to Trade Day uh, on Wednesday, they have two slots where they're demoing that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which is their new thing? I don't know. What is Layer Assault? Well, I don't. Before they had these things called Encounters, okay, which were distributed to game stores, hobby stores, where every Wednesday you got a new encounter. And in D and D parlance, an encounter is one event where you go up against some enemy. It's basically a combat event, mm-hmm. so that's an encounter. Yeah. And so, like, it'd be every Wednesday you got a new encounter that would propel you through the storyline or whatever. And so the layer assault, I imagine, is going to be something similar, where it's like a dungeon, and you build your characters to be able to take the dungeon as fast as possible. I'm just guessing hmm. here, speaking out of my ass. Mm-hmm. It could be totally something different, but layer assault, it sounds like some kind of tournament style, take the dungeon as fast as possible yeah, you know, yeah. thing. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And I know they're going to be releasing that, or you know, uh, talking about that a lot. Mm-hmm. If you're into D&D, 4th edition. Some other events not to miss. Uh, if you're not doing the Protoman thing, check out the White Wolf Party. It's called the Succubus Club. <laughs> and you usually, to get tickets to that, it's ticket by ticket only. So you have to get a ticket from the White Wolf booth, uh, usually. So one of the one of the designers there or something uh, will be handing those out. Yeah, last year they had a bar. Mm-hmm. White Wolf had a bar at Gen Con. And so while... Uh, Justin Achille, which is the designer, one of the original developers for the World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. He is a big DJ type person. So he was spinning music in the booth, <laughs> serving beer and mm-hmm. booze. And they had, you know, like uh, models. They had booth babes handing out tickets to the Succubus Club, nice. which is an open nice. bar event. Oh. It's open bar. So, yeah, if, if, yeah. if you want to drink on White Wolf's Dime, then you uh, get one of those <laughs> Do tickets. those tickets go pretty early? No, nah, usually not. Really? Really. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. And usually you can hmm. grab two of them. Uh-huh. So, like, I grab one for my wife who doesn't have a badge. You don't need a Gen Con badge to get in the party. You just need the tickets. Ah, right? gotcha. So you can take girlfriends or whores or whatever. <laughs> or both if you play your cards right. Um, <laughs> speaking of fanboys, the thing last year I didn't realize because I'd never seen that part is in part of the, um, what do you call it, the main hall, the exhibit hall, they got what's called Artist Alley. Oh, and they yeah. have like every freaking, like if you're a fan of a particular cover artist or Magic the Gathering artist or any kind of fantasy artist or illustrator, they are there, and like, um, I was on a, a Steve Argyle kick, and I talked to him for like a half hour. He's the guy that he's like he's my favorite magic artist. He, um, I didn't have it with me, but I he, um, I bought a poster size version of one of his artwork for a very reasonable fee, um, and he and he signed it, and then he said because I said I've got that play mat, you know, Magic the Gathering play mat. He's mm-hmm. like, well, you ought to bring it by sometime this weekend. I'll sign it too. So I'm like, okay. So I brought it with me the next day, and he had like 15 different metallic sharpies of different colors, and he like picked the one that was the most compliment, complimentative, or complimented <laughs> cool. the piece, and he signed his complimentary. Yeah. Uh, if I take the cock out of my mouth, like I always <laughs> say, um, yeah, he signed it with that. He like is he used a metallic gold on the Slave of Bolas playmat, and it looks freaking awesome. Nice. It would have been better if he didn't write "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. But. Right. Right. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, there's like you can buy original art, and these guys will like do little sketches for you, and yeah, yeah I would say the Artist Alley is worth it just to walk through. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you'll see some fantastic art there, and you also, I mean, usually they're not in Artist Alley, but some of the big wigs from the days of TSR's Yore, which is old right. school D and D. Right. People like okay. Larry Elmore. Larry Elmore has a booth in the Exhibitors Hall, mm-hmm. so he did a lot of cover art back okay. in back in the day. He still does cover art, though. They also have uh, he's kind of iconic of that period. Gotcha. If, if you got favorite authors, fantasy authors, a lot of them are there in signing books. Tracy so. Hickman is a lifetime sure Gen Con guest of honor. And Tracy Hickman, if you're not familiar with him, he co-wrote with Margaret Weiss or Weiss uh, the Dragonlance Chronicles. The Deathgate Cycle. Well, there's a lot of stuff he's, yeah. he's written. Um, so he also wrote the him Tracy and his wife Laura wrote the original Ravenloft module mm-hmm. for D and D. So yeah. they're you know they started Ravenloft. They started wow, I didn't know that uh, Dragonlance. Yeah, he's kind of you know embedded. What's this thing he does every year that I always want to go to and Killer I never breakfast. You have to register for that insanely early, <laughs> yes, don't you? That is another. Uh, popular event that goes very quickly. So if you're listening to this now, you're probably shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what Killer Breakfast is, and I've participated in this in myself, is you get like some uh, bullshit character sheet, and you and a group of players go up there. So how many play? How many people are at the breakfast? Like a couple hundred. Uh, I, there's a lot of people there, but actually performing uh-huh. at once. There's probably maybe. 10 or 15. Okay. It's been a while, so right. my memory. And I also did a special. He did a special one. Wow. That I, that I, so I've never gone to the one they actually do at Gen Con. Okay. So and basically what you're there, he's running the story. He's this the, the dungeon master. Uh-huh. And he's telling the story, and he'll come up to you, and you'll be like, this is what's going on, and you're doing what? And you have to do your best to improv on the scene. <laughs> if you suck, you die. He will just... <laughs> He'll be some. He'll just kill you, and then the next person comes in and take your place. Right. And so whoever survives the longest, obviously through the best role playing skills, which is usually make him laugh or do something very interesting. So you, gotcha. have, you have to be on your toes, improv, improv, improv. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get some. You still don't. You get anything if you win, except for bragging rights. So I think everybody dies, no matter what. No matter what he asked me, I would say I cast magic missile. <laughs> you would probably be out the very first. Round. Yeah, I know. Is it pretty funny? Because I've heard it's pretty funny. He is. He's a funny guy. Yeah. it's very funny. Huh. Yes, cool. Uh, it's very entertaining. One of these days, I want to do that. Uh, I've also year. I've also heard. I could be wrong about this. I think it's a Gen Con where they have a bunch of uh, people who, like, paint miniatures, and they have, like, those on display. Oh, uh, is that they right? They have uh, a bunch of the miniature companies have their own stuff going on. Like, uh, oh, okay. So Privateer Press, which make War Machine and mm-hmm. Hordes and Iron Kingdoms mm-hmm. RPG. Uh, they have, I believe they have their own painting contest. Okay, And cool. so there's, uh, there's also a lot of paint and take. So, what these things are is these it usually cost like a couple of event tickets to get into it because mm-hmm. they're so popular. <laughs> sure. Um, but basically, you show up. They have people. Uh, the miniature companies have donated a bunch of miniatures. Mm-hmm. You show up. You got your paint. They have paint there. You paint it, and then you take it hmm. when you're done. And usually, they have like some kind of seminar where a professional is there actually tells you you know tips and stuff on how to paint this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the private if you if you like miniature painting. 
you definitely have to go by the privateer press booth because usually every year they have their professional, like the people who paint all their stuff that they that are in their ads and stuff, and they yeah. are excellent. They even have some yeah. video series, and they have their own paint line and everything. They are there on site painting minis. That's so you can cool. actually go yeah. there and watch them at their booth paint these minis. And yeah, it's very cool, uh, uh, you know, because their work is pretty fantastic. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen some of these things. I really like to look at them. I'm not, I'm not like into war games right now, but. I really like. I just like to see the miniatures that people yeah. painted because it's crazy. If you got a chance, find out where the mini gaming is going down, mm-hmm. and in that section, you will see like vast battlefields, miniature battlefields, yeah. like as big as this room, <laughs> with these guys playing five thousand point armies or whatever, and they're all painted to the max. And yeah, there's actually different. I know for Warhammer, and, or I mean War Machine in particular, Warhammer is the other big yeah, yeah. Like, right. miniature uh, battle stuff. But for um, War Machines, there's actually a class of of game where you cannot have just plain. Oh yeah, plain no, I've heard, I've heard you about have this. You have painted miniatures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually haven't. I've never heard of anyone trying to play with. Un- I've never seen anyone. Play I don't with think anybody would want to because you catch all kinds of hell. Oh, I imagine. <laughs> right. Yeah. You First of at all, least, you got at least dip that in some black and do some dry brushing, motherfucker. <laughs> right. I mean, if nothing else is going to mark you as a rank amateur. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, I actually have a nice uh, War Machine army that, and I've painted up some of it. I should. Hmm. Cool. Another I think you have you ever seen it? Yeah. yeah and the Penny Arcade guys got crazy into that this year, like. I mean, they had, like, random... They, they had every night after the office, they'd have big battles, and then they started getting into the public. And they they made a funny strip about it, like, the first time... Because they, they, they thought pretty good amongst themselves. And then they went to a first, like, organized local tournament, and the guy's <laughs> like... Smashed. The guy's like, uh, you know, he's got his little box there. He's like, oh, hey, I see you. I drove you on the first round. He goes, do you mind if I see your, like, unit sheet? And Gabe's like, sure. He hands him over the sheet, and the guy's like, this unit... With that, real oh oh, and he's like, "Do you just want to concede now?" And Gabe's like, "Yeah, I guess it'd probably be for the best." <laughs> so it's like, I guess that you like, never concede. You go down fighting. Oh, I, I guess that they got like raped the first few times they went to those things. Speaking of that, are there any like demos or, or kind of like beginner friendly games that I could get into, having never played a, a war game or, or a miniature war game? I heard War Machine's pretty beginner friendly. No, no, I mean, do they no, do that? No, he means at like, Gen do Con? they have yeah. like people Events there? Oh, to. well, I mean, in the in the event hall, there's all kinds of demo games running, and I'm sure um, you can find something to play casually with. Yeah, I. If you're, I don't know tickets, if there's some kind of. I don't know if it, there'd be anything there in an official capacity. Okay, but I okay. guarantee you could find something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was wondering if there was anything official, but yeah. I mean, my thing okay. is, if you're paying tickets, you're probably playing some sort of pretty official deal. But even like yeah, the first I'd, year, me and Peter signed up for the, um, I don't know, uh, Axis and Allies tournament, and uh, we just didn't even know what we were doing because we'd never played that version, and we got ran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like it, no one like made fun of us or like derided us. You know, it was just kind of like you know, well, thanks for the first round, easy victory. But <laughs> I don't know. It's different because like mm-hmm. I found uh, one thing I want to do is I, we need to play. Um, Magic the Gathering. We need to play the booster draft of Magic oh, the Gathering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just play our style of <laughs> table talk and trash talk because we, uh, uh, Peter and I did that the first year and we unnerved the hell out of people. Yeah, I bet. Because uh, we didn't sit together and we, there was no indication that we were friends, but uh, we actually sat across from each other. 
and we just talk shit the whole time because <laughs> yeah. we I, I think we drew each other as a first round mm-hmm. and we we're just like you know people are like oh my god I can't believe these guys are going <laughs> at it like this and getting vicious about it yeah because our, our games are pretty vicious yeah that's magic. part of our enjoyment of playing magic yeah. is actually verbally taunting and trashing each other <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like if if you happen to want to play a role-playing game, there are tons of beginner stuff for that. Okay, yeah, I'd definitely so, like to give it a try. Um, um, and I know you're not big in the fantasy fair, but fantasy is not the only thing present in role-playing. If they had, so. like, a sci-fi or even, like, a modern-day sort of thing. I tell thing, you what. Yeah, man. You can get you a there's Saga look edition. for Eclipse Phase. Eclipse Phase Sounds is a sci-fi. Twilighty to me. Sounds twilighty. <laughs> no, it's a space. It's more of a space thing. Eclipse phase, huh? Yeah, but eclipse phase. Seriously, there's Star Wars. Last year, there was plenty of uh, Star Wars RPGs with slots open, and, oh, and yeah. they're like they're like six hour sessions, and you roll a character, and you play. Like usually, there's like a particular scenario that's designed to be played in like four hours, and they a lot like, of the beginner stuff have pre gen characters too. So oh, you really? Don't have to worry about. I'm that. not playing unless I'm a Jedi. <laughs> That's what everybody says, right? The first yeah. time they play. No, I've never played. I want to be a Jedi. I've played, I played Star Wars RPG since the West End days, and I've never played a Jedi. You're an anomaly. Yeah, D6. That D6 was some crazy, Star Wars. That was some crazy shit, man. Like, if you were... Now they're up to D20. If you were... <laughs> a lot of Ds. <laughs> you, just, be, you just rolled a lot of them. Like, an, if you're going against an Adat Walker, an Adat Walker was rolling, like, 60 D6s every <laughs> turn at you. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, there's a rumor going around. Oh. Because we all know that... Actually, you, everybody might not know. But there used to be a Star Wars RPG called Saga Edition, and it was put out by Wizards of the Coast, same people who put out D&D. And and they let their license on the Star Wars RPG lapse. Really? Because they quit making miniatures two years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know if they just because I know the Wizards of the Coast at one point was like taking was taking lo- it was like a loss for Hasbro. Hmm. Yeah. And they're really making money off the D&D license. How well. in the hell can you lose money when you've got D&D and Magic the Gathering? Well, Magic the Gathering was it's their the money strong maker. part, but everything, yep. every other part of it was like losing. Even D&D. So, yeah, they if you if you go back, you'll see that they consolidated a bunch of shit. Like they used to have these Dreamscape miniatures cut. They used to have mm-hmm. these all these different novel lines cut. Yeah. And so and well, that let, stuff probably didn't make any And then money. they let yeah. they let the Star Wars and of course you know they scaled back the miniatures production yes. on both ends. Oh, D&D I love Star, Star Wars minis. I was huge. I got right. a huge collection. And uh and then they just let the license drop. Mm-hmm. Well, uh not too long ago, Mongoose Publishing, which may be for those of you know famous for putting out the Conan RPG back in the D20 day, uh put a bid in for the Star Wars license and lost it. Now, the guy in charge of Mongoose did not say who won it, but he knew who won it, and he just said that I'm not going to reveal that because that's, you know, I'm not going to steal their thunder. Mm-hmm, sure. So, But no one stepped up to the plate since he said this. Huh. And so there's a lot, a lot of the rumor mill is saying that the publisher who won the bid on the Star Wars RPG license is going to announce it at this Gen Con. <laughs> Interesting. And a lot of bets are on Fantasy Flight Games. Who also have Arkham Horror? If they got it, it'd be a slick game because their production they, they, values are high. Their production values are high. Yeah. They always do a solid job. I don't think any of their games are just sucktastic. No, none of them. They're Not all excellent. Played. Yeah, they they have that Tannhauser game. I haven't played that. Which is like a World War Two mutant Sounds type like thing. It. Oh, really? It's pretty cool. Interesting. So yeah. yeah, so Fantasy Flight game. A lot of people were thinking Fantasy Flight are going to announce their plans for the. I mean. I don't know when. I, I don't know if there's Fantasy Flight 
freaking press announcement or they're just going to have something at their booth or what. I don't, I, yeah, it seems yeah. like if they're going to announce something, they would have had a lead-up until Gen Con saying, hey, make sure you attend our press release. <laughs> right. Um, we're going to announce something big, but I haven't heard anybody say anything like that. There's also, hmm. on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of people think Wizards is going to drop hints about the next edition, which There's probably a, won't be called a new whoa. edition. D&D 4.0 is already passe. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's still strong, but I, in a I mean, lot it of just the, came out three years ago, right? Or has it been five? It's, I think it's been longer than that. Wow. Hmm. I thought I, I thought it just came Maybe out with the first years. Gen Con I came to at, which is three years ago. Because that's when they, yeah, it has, it yeah, has to three be. years ago. But since then, they've already kind of released released a new edition of it. Well, called they essentials. got the, the beginners, the uh, yeah, yeah. which is part of the essentials line, right? Um, but it's still four zero rule set. Just really streamlined. Right, but it's more like 3.5. Really? With the class structure. Hmm. <sighs> Can't make up their damn minds. Yeah, so, I mean, and and if you look, there's kind of like a lot of prelude on the wizard site. You have Mike Merles, which is like the development. He's the line developer, so mm-hmm. he's kind of in charge of mm-hmm. where D&D's heading. Mm, okay. And he's doing these columns called Legends and Lore, where right. he's basically taking a look at a lot of the older editions. I'm talking about original D&D you know, first edition, second edition stuff. He's looking at how, you know, the mechanics and how things played then where it's more like there's less rules and there are more guidelines and it's more like, you know, players and DMs come up with their own ways of solving shit. Where that's kind of what that series is about. So a lot of people think that they're not going to call it like D&D 5. It's not going to be D&D 5th edition. It's going to be like D&D Classic or something, you know, where it's like there's no number tied to it, but it's going to be a new line of stuff, and maybe that's happening at the same time as 4th Edition and Essentials, and then you'll have this new Classic line. God, it's like new Coke and Coke Classic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think... I I know D&D is still selling well, but I don't think it's selling as well as it used to. Pathfinder from Paizo Mm -hmm. is, like, if you look at some of the Black Diamond which is a distributor, they have a blog out there. And so, like, you can't get numbers from the publishers. Mm-hmm. Paizo and Wizards, they don't release numbers. That's weird. You think they would. Yeah, they don't, though. Or there'd be, like, a sound scan or something to give you sales figures. But anyway, this this Yeah, publisher... right. Well, you can't get numbers from the right. from the publishers. Right. So, But this distributor, Black Diamond, and within, like, they also have game stores, I guess. Mm-hmm. They actually had this graph, and, like, Pathfinder totally stole the, the, the spotlight from... From D and D Fourth Edition, which was still selling, but not as well, right? Mm-hmm. In that particular um, market, right? So, sure. Um, I think that you know what they did; they kind of lost ground with some of their established player base. Is, is what yeah. happened. So, yeah. and that I, you know, that kind of happens with happened with every edition, but I think it was more <laughs> it was more pronounced and more uh, visible due to the. Uh, the internet, you know, because the internet was sure. was in yeah. full bloom now with the transition from three five to fourth edition, mm-hmm. unlike it was in in the late nineties when they went from second to three point five. So, so I think you hear a lot more about it than what you would have. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good seg for Paizo to talk about your latest project. That's getting some. I mean, you talked about the it's finally gaining some steam. 
Venture Captain. You're on the first. You're, you're on the first com? page. Of yeah, Google I finally. Results when you Google for Venture Captain, yeah, <laughs> that must make you feel good. <laughs> like I know a lot about marketing and and SEO, search engine optimization, but I when it comes to actually doing it for my own shit, I'm yeah. usually like, what? Right. Fuck it. Right. Yeah. Like, because yeah. I'm doing it for me anyways. I right. mean, the whole reason I made because it's a character generator for the Pathfinder. Um, right now, it's just a pat. It's a character generator for the for the Pathfinder RPG. I, I plan on putting a lot more tools on there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh. But, you know, I originally did it because I was playing with a group of people and they didn't know shit and I didn't trust their ability to put to ca- uh, together a character, so I wanted something to do it for them. <laughs> right. uh-huh. Well, finally, uh, like for for months, like you search Pathfinder Character Generator in Google, it would be like on the fourth or fifth page. Hmm. Um, now it's on the first page, yeah, right? like four amazing results. Because you've got quite a few users, and you've got like a hundred or plus Facebook fans. Well, it's kind of like, but before most of my traffic was direct or linked from MadBrewLabs.com, my blog. Right. right. So you know, I wasn't getting a lot of search engine traffic. So you know, it was all like word of mouth, I guess. Plus, I guess it was until you got the. It seems like it's really taken off since you got armor implemented. Yeah, the weapons, I think. Was kind of holding people, you know, equipment, not being right. able, you can create your character, but you can't equip it type thing. Hmm, um, gotcha. Yeah, so I implemented armor, everything except for shields, because anybody that's keeping track, you'll know that I've came to a dilemma with how to, it's it's in the, the it's a problem with the rules itself, it's not very clear about how to do some things with shields. So they're still not implemented, though, I mean, I could at any point in time do it once I figure out what direction I'm doing. What else are you going to add from there? Well, we're going to have mundane equipment so you can buy shit like backpacks and bedrolls and tents and <laughs> rope. Rope. Your 10-foot poles. Yeah, you got to have a 10-foot pole. To, yeah, you have to have 10 foot, 10 foot poles. You know, like, you know, um, horses. You should be able to buy a horse. And, um, I think horses are magical. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So and what? Uh, so uh, that's out. When are you going to be? When so that'd be like version four of Venture Captain, right? Because uh, I was looking at your roadmap and like you had version version that, three all, was all about the armor, right? No, are you are like are every you other developer? Right? You're, no, you're like every other developer, and you just throw the roadmap no, out. No, the roadmap's fine, but if you look at the roadmap, I believe all the armor and equipment is in the first version. What? Yeah, basically everything that's in the core rulebook is going to be version one. Uh-huh. And then version two will be like stuff from the advanced, uh, the advanced. Uh, well, it's still in beta, man. What do you want? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's in beta. So, oh yeah, you're right. Okay, of course he's so, right. It's yeah, in equipment's software. right there. Look, equipment <laughs> is is in italics saying it's in development right now ah, on version one. Okay, <laughs> so version two is going to have stuff like prestige classes and traits and language and a bunch of you know tweaks that. That I would say most players don't really give a shit about. Yeah, aging effects. Nobody does that stuff. It just it just makes your characters worse. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're like a wizard or oh, then you want yeah. the extra intelligence. Mm-hmm. And don't give a shit about your strength and constitution fading. Right. Um, so, yeah. And then so that's version two will be like tweaks, additions. Additions to the core components that aren't necessarily a major concern for most players. And then version 3 will be adding stuff from uh, the extra supplemental rulebooks, like the Advanced Player's Guide. And, you know, I as 
if I'm coding something and it's not a far reach to do something else, then mm-hmm. and but it's in a later right, roadmap, I'm just going <laughs> to fucking do it. You know, it's like yeah. who's no one's paying me for this shit, so you know, uh, I'll do just what do it whatever the hell right. I want. However, I would like to thank the one person that has donated. <laughs> they actually uses um, this button. This is not for decoration. Yeah, up that here. D- that button is not decoration, and it's oh. even yellow. It contrasts nicely with the blue, with that vibrant blue and that Prussian brew, blue that brew, mm-hmm. blue that I use. Um, yeah, that's not a decoration. I actually, click on that and give me some money. <laughs> it's the greatest nation in the world. Um, Donation. David Net, I believe is his name. He's a f- he's uh, associated with the gold. Web series, which is based on a competitive, it's like a fictional competitive role playing hmm. thing. Okay, yeah, they have like a tournament, and it's it's following the players in the tournament. So hmm. interesting. So that's a shout out to Gold Series. Thank you for donating. <laughs> His dollar fifty is going to go a long way. <laughs> so uh, that's what you, that, that's at VentureCaptain.com. Yes, and your parent site, or where you keep all your other projects, MadBrewLabs.com. And where you blog about uh, role playing and role playing games, and you you had a really good article for last year for Gen Con. I think you've resurrected where it's like things to do in Indianapolis. Right. Yeah. All you have to mm, do yeah. is fucking board of Gen Con. Type in <laughs> Gen Con in the search box. Right. Places to eat. You know other th- cool right, things to I, do. Yeah. Places to eat. If you're in Gen Con, I highly recommend the Ram Brewery. Oh yeah. They usually they go, go all out. They go all out. They have banners. They have T-shirts, a custom menu. It's all. It's kind of War Machine is their thing, or at least it has been. They have a custom menu. Hmm. Um, so like fried pickles or like troll fingers or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, Scotty's Brewhouse. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they surpassed the Rams' reputation last year. Really? Seriously. The guy who's running that um, is really went all out. He secured the five hundred first Legion. Ooh. Which is the Star the Wars? Right? Yeah, the, the Star Wars security. Yeah. Coast players, right? Uh-huh. Just provide security, so that place <laughs> is loaded with the five hundred first. You get commemorative dice. Wow! If, if you buy like an appetizer with the main dish, you get a commemorative dice. Shit, I'm going over there. No man. kidding. Um, they actually have a beer tonight. No, <laughs> they they have a beer that they just tapped called Long Fang. Just for Gen Con. Just for Gen Con? Cool. From nice. Three Wiseman Brewery. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. It's, uh, you know, I I think, and all their staff dress up mm-hmm. for the event. And that's cool, because that's, like, that's what the, the Ram does not do. They can take it to the next level if they made their staff dress up. Yeah, I think... Uh, but both those places, they my inside to the My inside contacts in the managerial managerial food management uh-huh. downtown uh-huh. like I, I know some like i know i know the general manager for spaghetti factory and stuff right. like that personally hmm. um but i guess there's a change in management at the ram before gen con last year and that's kind of why if you went there and you're expecting better service or you know or more gamer friendly and it sucked mm-hmm. that was why i didn't think it sucked in fact um I, it was not to my expectations. Really? Because yes. I thought they were, they seemed like they were genuinely pleased to see us all there, even the weird freaks dressed up. Yeah, I don't, so. I, I didn't quite get that. Hmm. It's all about the money. Right. The money, they want uh, the gamer I know. money. And also, the RAM used to be open like fucking 24-7. Which oh, should be. see, that would be cool. Yeah, because everything in Indianapolis it shuts down at year. like 8 p.m. Like, yeah. it's so hard to find anything yeah. to do around yeah. the convention center by then. Yeah. So. So yeah. it'd be nice if they But the up. Ram and Scottish Brewery, they get two thumbs up from me. Cool. Yeah. Any other awesome. any, any other last tidbits before we uh kick it to the outro? 
Nope, I don't think so. Uh, free parking on the weekends for anything that's not a new digital meter. So Saturday. Oh, uh, true, true. Fr- from Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. on, it's free parking on the streets, as long as it's not the digital meters, and right. then it's only Sunday. Right. So. See, I'm lucky. I'm going to have a spot downtown because I work downtown, mm. so I'll have the garage spot. Well, my wife actually has a state ID, so uh, we can yeah. park in the and state. And you're staying downtown anyway. Nice. Yeah, we're, we're staying downtown Friday and Saturday hmm. night at least. Right. So Cool. Cool. Uh, right. If you want some more Gen Con tips, you can listen to last year's cast. I'll link that in the show notes where he actually gives you some tips on how to maximize your enjoyment from a general perspective as far as food and what to bring and Take when to Take fucking come. showers. Take fucking showers, <laughs> yes. I remember it shouldn't that was be that it, shouldn't need to be, it shouldn't need to be repeated, it does, right? but it needs to be. And But actually it doesn't need to be because the people that need to fucking hear it don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> That's the reason Pax... Or, you know, like some people are just big and they sweat no matter what. Sure, so yeah. Like, like two hours after the do. shower. So, but if I'm... Because I'm a fat bastard and if I'm out there sweating and I stink and one of you assholes come up like I've seen that spray the deodorant on people... I will fucking shove that up your ass. <laughs> so don't be a dick. Don't cool. be a dick both ways. No, that's not cool. But the other thing is, like, that's the whole reason PAX is not open 24 hours. Number one, because people steal shit, apparently. And number two, oh, yeah. that the funk got bad. Gamer and, funk. And, and Sunday, Sunday, Yo, you, the you funk was need, pretty bad. You need to get plenty of rest, and you need to eat right. Otherwise, Concred will kick your ass. Yeah, that's true. And this motherfucker right. gets Concred every freaking con. con. Yeah, it looks like his constitution's weak. <laughs> yeah. I need a, I need a ma- magic shield or something, like a man. Minus five to your fortitude. Right? Just, needs to yeah. re- just, just, just needs to re roll his character and start over. <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> so, All right. Speaking of re-rolling stuff, we're going to re-roll this podcast next week because this one is done. Yep. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, hit us up at ball. Oof, jeez. Blue Yonder <laughs> at baldmove.com. Forums.baldmove.com. Follow us at Twitter at baldmove. Uh, Facebook.com slash baldmove. Forums.baldmove.com. I already talked about Did you? That. Man, I'm, I'm out of it. thing. And again, Madbrew from madbrewlabs.com. Um, With that it. said... Until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I'm Aaron Hubbard. And I'm Mad Brew. Ciao.